Hello and welcome back to another episode of More Than Beauty. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about a topic that is so hot right now. And you know what? There's some people that overlook it and it's maybe the culprit of so many of the things going on in our life. And that is communication. I did not want to leave this podcast alone. I brought in someone that I absolutely admire in so many ways. Uh, Evan Silver, he's been with me before on podcasts. Everybody loved him. So welcome back, Evan. Daniel, thanks for bringing me um, out of the light. I've been in a hole binge watching Yellowstone. So I just finished up season four and it's glad, I'm glad to be out and about. <laughs> and thanks for bringing me on the podcast. You know what? Everybody talks about Yellowstone and I've heard the scenery is amazing, but I've heard that some of the, the storylines would probably freak me out. So I have- It's not, intense. I've been watching the gemstones. The Righteous Gemstones. I love it. Uncle Baby Boy Billy is literally like one of the best characters ever. But you watch Yellowstone, it makes you want to just live off the grid, go to Montana. I want to ride a horse and just let people leave me alone. There is a part of me that I have a cowboy deep down inside of me that I didn't know existed. Hey, that, that's pretty amazing. I don't know that I have the cowboy part, but <laughs> I, I could sit in a nice cozy cabin and look at the views. That's for sure. There you go. There you go. So let's dig into communication. Look, so right now, um, you have a very successful salon in South Carolina with your wife. You guys are doing really big things. And we're here in Atlanta, Georgia, of course, with our salon. And you and I both are involved in a lot of coaching. And uh, the number one thing, I know you and I have had some sidebar conversations. And communication is, it's really a problem for so many people. You know, and I want to hear from you. I know like there's a lot of people that if they have salons with teams, they're having a hard time hiring people, the independent hairdressers. Um, a lot of them are having challenges with uh, pre-booking cancellations, all these things. And let's face it, all of these things, I talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, but all of these things come down to effective communication. How do you feel about that? Yes. Communication is key. I've been under uh, leaders that were great communicators and not great communicators and it really will make or break a position. And it's so key. And yes, you're right. The independent world, you know, it's all about, I feel like everything's cancellation policies and like what to do. And uh, people reach out and they're like, hey, what would you do? What does your salon do? And there's nothing better than a face-to-face -face conversation. I nothing better. Like the body language, the, uh, the way you say things. But obviously, we can't have face-to-face -face conversations with everyone. So now there are so many ways to do communication. It used to be, you know, you get on a typewriter. Well, now we have email, and now we have Slack, and now we have iMessage and text message and on and on and on. And there's so many avenues to do it. And, and I, I hear a lot of salon owners are just like, I don't really know where to start and what's effective. Well, it could, be, it could definitely be overwhelming. And that's something that we're going to tease just a little bit. We got something really cool coming out, Evan and I. So stay tuned for that um, to help you communicate better in whatever area of your life you're in. This is definitely cool. But we want to share with you today five really amazing communication skills. And I've read over a couple of articles and I wanted to touch base on some of the things that we had read and talked about. But uh, obviously, Evan, you and I both know this. The number one thing in being a really great communicator it starts in our homes, right? And, and that's listening. Oh, <laughs> you're right. It is. And uh, that is something, I mean, my wife and I just had a conversation earlier about something that we talked about a couple of days ago that I didn't follow through on. And I just 
I just didn't follow through. We had a verbal uh, conversation. I was like, hey, I apologize. We did talk about that. I did not follow through. But yes, it all starts with listening. And I'll be honest, Daniel, I'll be super transparent right now. Most of the time, I'm listening to respond. And I need to listen to understand. And that is a huge flaw that I have. I don't know if other people have that, but I feel like maybe it's just just me. I'm like, maybe it's like the the male instinct in me. I'm like, oh, I'm a Mr. Fix-It. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got a solution for this. Instead of just, sometimes there's, there's not a solution and someone just needs to be listened to. And that's a, do you have that problem? I do. <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, I'm always thinking ahead and I don't want to, I blame it on my ADHD. My brain moves so fast, but it's, it's not, it's just, I need to practice discipline for myself. You know, there's a lot of areas I do practice, but it's not that. Yeah. And just asking questions after questions, after questions, because sometimes I want to like write things off and I'm like, okay, well here's do this and go on. And because I have a lot of things to do that day. And if I just ask questions, you know, it's always better if the other person comes to the conclusion and the solution that's going to happen. You're going to get way more effectiveness than us just telling people what to do. Exactly. I saw something a while back. I think it was probably on Instagram and it was said, everybody's talking, but no one is listening. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's uh, that's fair because everybody today, everything seems to be so polarized everywhere, no matter what it is. Um, selling retail and salon, not selling retail and salon. There's, there's just everything has got to be polarized. And sometimes I feel like people honestly are just waking up looking for what can I fight about today. So it comes down to communication. So the first communication skill that I think we should dig into is verbal. So talking about verbal communication, obviously we know it's important. We all do it. We talk, we listen. But what are some of the things that you think are so important when it comes to verbal communication? You know, there's so many different avenues. If you are talking to a group of people, like a meeting or an event or something, you've got to plan. Like you can't just go in there and wing it because people will know, especially if you're talking to a team, they're going to know that, wow, Evan is winging this. Uh, He's wasting my time. You know, Elon Musk has this rule in his company that if you don't see that meeting being valuable, if it's an online Zoom meeting or in person, if that meeting is not valuable and at that moment, you can get up and walk out. And I was like, oh, snap. So, you know, the people that are calling the meetings, they are bringing like they're planning because they know like, oh my gosh, somebody could walk out. Let me flip the script with verbal or do you get verbal do you get so caught up in your work behind the chair that you miss verbal cues from maybe your, your guests that are sitting in the chair? Yes. I mean, think about that, you know, as a, as a stylist working and um, I'm focused on the hair. So whether I'm cutting or coloring, or even if I'm blow drying from time to time, I'm focused on the hair. So my eyes are there. I'm not looking necessarily into their eyes and that could be tricky because you may miss something. One of the things that I teach young hairdressers when they're coming either into my salon or if I'm working with the schools is nonverbal. Now I know we're talking about verbal right now, but nonverbal cues. So meaning the client or the guest, they're crossing their legs back and forth. So they cross their legs one time to the right. Then a couple minutes later, they cross the other side. They're typically nervous in a situation like that. So, or if they're grabbing onto the sides of the chair with their arms, not, not like, not like a panic, button. like if they're holding on <laughs> 
here. But, you know, um, before uh, masks became what they are in the salon today, with, women would grab their, their lipsticks or their lip glosses and put them on at the end of the service. And uh, you could always know without them telling you that they love their hair. If they were going for their lipstick, they loved their hair. So those are like a couple of like kind of fun uh, nonverbal cues. But the verbal cues, yeah, just listening to what they say. There's fast food restaurants. I don't eat a lot of fast food, but I do know the one restaurant that does it actually two now that do it really well, Chick-fil-A and Wendy's, they will call back your order. Um, Wendy's actually puts it back on the screen so that you can see it. So that is a nonverbal communication on a screen. So I think that's really important to get, to get that. There's been a lot of times over the past couple of years that we've ordered Uber Eats or um, had food brought to our house and the orders have come wrong. And I'm like, who is not communicating? Right. Nothing more frustrating. You waited for an hour for food and it comes up and it's the wrong thing. But um, I think that's really important. I do the same thing in our salon, not because I'm trying to strengthen my communication, but I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to make a mistake. So when I'm checking someone out, I'm like, all right, we did a half foil. We did a glaze. We did a cut. And sometimes they're like, oh, no, we didn't do a cut. And so I, you know, go ask the stylist. So I do that. I didn't know that was communication 101. I'm doing that to not charge somebody for something that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, verbal, you know, I, go back to cancellation policy policies, like everyone's posting them on Insta story and not everyone, you know, I'm figuratively like there's a lot of people. I see a lot of it. The best form is verbal is to sit down with them and just say, Hey, Sally, like you missed your last uh, reservation. I know things happen and I'm not going to go into how to do it because there's not a, there's not a right or wrong way, but having that face to face conversation is going to be way more effective than like, Whoa, do you not see my Insta story eight weeks ago? I'm charging you for this service because that's not, that's not going to win the relationship. And that's not going to build your business. Now, if you want to get rid of somebody, sure, go ahead and do that. But like, if you want to have a lifelong guest, now, is it easier to post it and maybe charge it? Yeah, that would probably be easier than having a conversation. But every conversation I've had with a guest because of a no-show or something like that, they're so appreciative because there's very few uh, companies that are doing that. Like you just talked about fast food and you named two. And there's a lot of fast food companies out there that um, could be doing the same thing. So I think like, you know, find out what's normal and do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Be a trailblazer. I think with all businesses today, I feel like, especially with social media, there's, it's like people just follow each other. It's like, Ooh, they posted this. I'm going to post that, or I'm going to do this because they did that. Be your own brand and be who you need to be. That's also communication, verbal and nonverbal. So mm. the first two that I want to talk about, but now I want to get into to one that for me is really important. And it took me a long time, Evan, it really did to step into, um, into number three. And that's confidence, you know, having confidence in the workplace, you know, people will respond to you, your customers will respond to you, your community will uh, respond to you. Um, based on your confidence, levels. not being arrogant and cocky, there's a huge difference between confidence, right. and cocky, uh, saying that I am a passionate blonding specialist is confidence. Like I, I love to do blonding. It's fun for me saying I'm the best blonde. <laughs> I do the best blondes in the world. That's, that's a totally different um, situation, but having confidence 
it is so important to building who you are in your brand. And also if you have confidence that takes you back into two and one, you're able to, to communicate more effectively. When you think of somebody that is not confident, how would you visualize them walking across the room? Yeah, this is such a, we could spend an hour talking about this. Someone who's not confident, I see like visually, I see their, their shoulders forward. Um, I see them hanging their head a little bit lower. I see them freaking out on every uh, guest that's coming, like it's on their schedule of like, oh, they're coming in. Oh, I'm not good at male haircuts. Uh, oh my gosh, they're coming in. And it's just like, you want to just shake them and be like, look, <laughs> you're incredible. Like we wouldn't put these people on your schedule if we didn't think that you would deliver. And confidence is something that I wish we could just give like a boost to everyone. And I mean, even in my own life, as being a leader, that was something that a mentor told a mentor told me when I first when he first sat me down and said I had potential in leadership. And I've said it on the podcast on yours before of I had no clue what he was talking about. And he was like, You just need confidence. And I was like, hmm. And so being, being secure, being secure in my leadership, you know, working, I've worked for an insecure leader before, and it's very, very exhausting. And so having that, do what? What are some of the traits of an insecure leader? This is, this, my friend, is another podcast. (laughs) Insecure leader, they, they, it's always, it's like a competition and they're never secure in what they say. Everything that you suggest they will not take it because they want to take all the credit and be in charge. That's the overarching 30,000 foot view. And it's very frustrating. And honestly, I'm not even sure that is leadership. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. So confidence is definitely important. And so if you were going to give somebody advice, I know you coach a lot of people. What would you say to them if they're lacking confidence? What, what would you tell them to do? Well, first thing I would do is who are you surrounding yourself with? Because Daniel, that's one of the things like when I first met you, I walked away a little bit more confident. Like you do that to people. So I try to surround myself with people who do that. People who do the opposite of that, I I just distance myself from them. So people that build confidence in me, and this isn't people that sit down and be like, Evan, you're awesome. You're the best, blah, blah, blah. Like that's not, that's not building confidence. These are people that point out the flaws. Uh, you know, I had a guy that I met with a couple of weeks ago and I was telling him um, a, a little bit of how I lead. And he just looks at me. He was like, that would stress me out. And I was like, break that down for me. So he broke it down. Um, that actually build built confidence in me knowing that I'm going to walk out of this place and I'm going to lead a little bit differently in this area. So surround yourself with people who build confidence, confidence in you, find a mentor. And you're probably like, where am I going to find a mentor? You know, um, if you're around social gatherings, you know, you have, there's someone there, um, who is a couple of steps ahead of where you are. That might be in parenting, that might be in, you know, technical skill behind the chair or with lashes or with nails or massage or uh, with skin, whatever it is, there are a couple steps ahead of you. The mentors in my life, I have um, a mentor who has grandchildren. So he's a couple of steps, uh, many steps ahead of me. Then I have one that um, he has kids that are in high school. 
And not only is it just parenting, but it's in leadership as well. They've read more books than me. They've probably read, uh, listened to more podcasts than me. They have a lot more experience than me. So those are the people I want to surround myself with. So that's the first thing I would ask is like, who are you surrounding yourself with? And if you got this phone in your hand and you're constantly on Instagram and Facebook, does that building confidence in you? If not, you probably need to unfollow people or just disconnect with it for a while. Um, because I think Instagram, you know, Daniel will share reels and posts and, you know, with Gary V and all these other people who are very inspiring and they build confidence of like, you know what, there's tons of opportunities out there right now. Um, so I would be like, what are you listening to? What are you watching? And who are you surrounding yourself with? Those are the three areas just right off the top of my head that I think is that, is that bringing you closer to who you want to be in five years or distancing yourself? And I think a lot of that comes with, you know, relationships, even like intimate relationships, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, husband, well, husband, wife, you're married. That's a whole different story. But, you know, like, is this person you are dating, are they bringing you closer to who you want to be in five years? And, you know, somebody asked me that a long time ago and I was like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. And that was before my wife, by the way. <laughs> and of course you grow through that too. So I think that's amazing. One of the things that I noticed right away when somebody is lacking confidence in a conversation, you know, there've been times that I've been on stages at shows and I'll, I'll engage with an individual in the audience and they don't make eye contact. That to me is, is a surefire sign of not having confidence or trusting in yourself. So that's another thing that I look for. And when I was, I know this is hard to believe, but I know um, there was a time that me speaking anywhere, I was so nervous, especially being in front of crowds or rooms, even giving team meetings inside my salon. I was completely scared to death. And I don't know if it was the fear of judgment. Maybe it was the fear of me judging myself, insecurities, lack of confidence, whatever that was. I paid and put myself through trainings to learn how to speak to learn how to stand in front of people, to learn how to harness all the things that I thought were bad about me and put them in a positive way. You know, um, things that I thought, I thought for a long time, you and I are from the same place, but I thought for a long time because I had a Southern accent that people would automatically uh, discount me and think that I was uneducated or not smart because I spoke with a Southern accent. Now, I know there's a lot of people listening in different countries right now. If you don't know what that is, we sound very different here in the States. <laughs> it's got a, a little bit of a draw. Yeah, we, they're, we, they're, they're probably like, well, the guest that you have, that Evan guy, he definitely sounds like that. <laughs> exactly. But we still know how to communicate effectively. And this is who we are. And that is our accent. And this is where we're from. When, you, when you're around a dialect, that's how you speak. So uh, having confidence and just owning it. Yes, I do say words that they may not say out west or up north, but those are my words. And using your words is so powerful. So I think that's really important. Number four, Evan, this one should go without saying, but you and I both know with social media, media being what it is, I do not watch the news on purpose for one of this very, re this very reason. And that is friendliness. So when you're communicating, being friendly, being kind is so important. That's the only way you could possibly build trust or get people to buy into who you are and what you're doing. Yes. Friendliness. I mean, I've actually had this conversation with someone about, you know, leadership. And I said, one of the key things is like being nice and friendly. 
and they didn't disagree with me. They're like, I just don't see that as a top thing. Now he was from a military background, which I was like, okay, I get that. Like, you know, if you're going to war with someone, you know, probably being friendly is, <laughs> you know, when it's life or death is probably not at the top of the list, but friendliness and being nice, good grief. You could get so far with that. And I'm talking about like caring for people and being friendly with them, like writing down, like if it's some, like if, if someone is like, we had a, a staff person who had surgery today. And so I was texting her husband and I was like, Hey, how is she doing? Surgery went well. You know, I sent all kind of emojis like celebrating when it's kids uh, birthdays. Like that's something I'm wanting to get better at when it's a staff and their kids birthday, because you got to think about as parents, when it's our kid's birthday, it's a big deal to us. Yeah. It's a big deal. And I remember a leader uh, saying one time, he didn't say this exactly, but he was like, if you really want to lead people well, um, care for their children. Mm. Like at Christmas, like at our Christmas parties, we always give gifts to the staff's children. Wow. And that's something letting them know like, hey, like this, this is not just uh, a surface level. Like we care about your kids as well. So just being nice and being thoughtful um, during that time, you know, here's a little secret. I know our staff's probably going to listen to this, but um, this year we're going to be mailing out uh, birthday cards in the mail to our staff, something we've never done before, but it's just something to, I want people that, that work at our salon go, man, this is like, these people are like so friendly and so nice. And, you know, we get a lot of things wrong. Um, but at the end of the day, like I want our staff to know, like we really do love them and care for them. And if you're, you know, if you're independent and you're working in a suite by yourself, like even with your guests being super friendly with them, this is a great thing. Like you could still do the birthdays for the kids and even their birthdays. You know, you can have a form that you send them and Daniel and I are working on, you know, some really big stuff in the future to help with this, with forms and uh, making you behind the chair, making you the best that you can be where people are like, you know what, I can't get in in the next three or four weeks with them because I had to cancel, but you know, I'm not going anywhere else because this person wrote me a card on my first visit and then to my kid's birthday. And then my, my uncle had surgery and they reached out and said, Hey, how'd the surgery go? That's next level. That's being, when I hear friendliness, that's what I think of. You know what? I'm like, I thought we did a pretty good job in our company, but I got to step it up, Evan. <laughs> well, I, I'm not saying we're perfect. Um, but I'm like, what, what is something every year we're like, what can we do to enhance it a little bit, um, uh, this year? to enhance the guest experience, which is, I would say, somewhat kind of easier. It's definitely easier than enhancing the staff experience. I love um, that. So. I love that. So you, you've knocked out a couple of really great things. And just thinking about friendliness, I'm going to give a shout out. I never do this in my podcast, but I want to give a shout out to two people that every time they listen to a podcast, they are the first ones to tag it, post it, share it. Um, and the first one's also to jump in and leave a, a review and a rating. So I want to shout out Mandy Martinez uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, and Levi Gebhardt in Ohio. You two are always, always constantly supporting. Woo! So Shout out. 
So thank you for that. Um, your support and kindness means the world. And all of you, other people that support the same, these two are constantly, constantly out there doing things. So, all right. Number five, I, I thought we should put this one at the end because it is certainly not the least. This one is something we all need to do better at. That's empathy. So I want to hear your thoughts on empathy, Evan. Empathy, again, I'm being transparent, is something that I definitely need to work on. And I feel like everybody needs to work on it. Like you can always get better. It's like in leadership and the culture and your wherever you work, like it can always be better. Empathy, when I think of empathy, I think of like when I'm doing a one-on-one and I'm talking to someone and I'm really trying to connect with them because a lot of our staff is very young. So it's hard for me to, you know, take my mind as a 38 year old and go back to when, you know, I'm 20 or 21 um, or even 16 and, and get in that mindset where, you know, I remember relationships were a huge part. And as you get older, you're like, yeah, you're going to date different people. Like it's, it's going to go on. And so there's sometimes that I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, again, like how we started the podcast, like, I want to give you an answer and like move on. Like, I want to give you my two cents, but really asking questions to really understand. And I can't remember who said this. It might've been Jocko Willink, um, who did wrote extreme ownership. He said that if that's their reality, that's their reality. And that's really where it hit me between the eyes of like, you know what? It's not about me. It's not about what I think. This is their reality. And it's my job as a leader to connect with them. And sometimes, like I said, it's just to sit there and listen. Uh, I've learned that from my wife. You know, she's like, hey, I don't need your solutions or your answers. I just need you to listen. And I think, you know, I would love to hear your take of being behind the chair with the guest, like empathy and how you connect with your guests. Cause there's a difference between being personal and being personable. Exactly. And that's, there's a huge gap between those two. So for me, I, and I love what you shared for me being behind the chair and having empathy, there's, and I want everybody to listen up. There's a lot of things that I do not agree with. They go against my moral code hundred percent. Um, my guest, my friends would never know that because I'm an empath and exactly what you said, just because it's not good or true to me does not mean that it's not good or true to them. My job is to love people, to serve people, to care for people, whether that's behind the chair or any other aspect of my life. So having empathy is just a part of what I have to do. And does it stretch me? Absolutely. Is it challenging sometimes? 100%. But having empathy is the difference between being good and great in this life and absolutely in your career. Mm, that was good. I'm glad I flipped the script and asked you. <laughs> that was really great. I, I think it's, you know, having empathy. When you think about a, a legacy, like leaving a legacy, uh, I think about like, that's what people are going to know. Like, how did Daniel connect? Like he was there for me. He listened to me and empathy is, is I think the glue that holds all communication together. It's very powerful. So in summary here, communication is so powerful. We have to have it. 
And we have to constantly work to get better at it if we choose to have a happy life. In the world that we live in today, I think so many people are having unnecessary stresses because they just need to learn to communicate, to listen, to ask better questions, and uncross your arms. <laughs> uncross your arms when somebody's talking to you, right? That just means that you have a block up. So uh, I love that. In closing, Evan, any, any great words? Yeah, what I would say is if you're like, oh my gosh, like this is something that I've never really thought about, I would find someone that you really trust and ask them, hey, from one to one to 10 or one to five, however scale you want to use, how is my verbal communication? And let them give you the truth. Again, someone you trust. If they're like, hey, you're, you, you do a phenomenal job then go find someone else <laughs> that's going to tell you the truth. How's my verbal? Um, how's my nonverbal? How's my body language? Like call me out. Um, and then do you see me as a confident person? Do, do others see me as a confident person? Do you see me as friendly as being nice? And then, um, you know, ask them about empathy. Do you feel like that? I have empathy for people um, here, especially in one-on-ones. Find someone that you trust, and then when they give you um, the truth and it might hurt, don't try to defend yourself and just say, thank you so much, and then take that and apply it and move on. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Evan, there is never a conversation that I have with you through text, through Instagram, right here on the podcast or in person that I don't walk away feeling better. So thank you for that. Um, you definitely are a great communicator. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. And uh, for all of you listening right now, if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to give us a rating, leave a review, and please share it on social media. Until next time.